for everybody's favorite game show, True, True Crimes, Crimes and a Lie! Lie! Or at least it's everyone's favorite game show if you listen to last week's episode. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> I love this new segment. Uh, so last week, our theme was one of uh, uh, women killers. Yeah, oh yeah. I didn't even put that together. Because well, except Mr. Shakespeare. He was the victim. Oh, that's right. He was the victim. That's yeah. right. The murderers in all three of our stories last week were uh were women. Girl power. <laughs> I mean <laughs> that's a weird sort of girl power. <laughs> um, people. I so mean, really. <laughs> so this week, uh, I'm in addition to uh to seeing if you can figure out which one is the lie, okay. I'm curious if you'll be able to figure out what my theme was. Oh, okay, so that's it's just, a double ended. So this is a I was so good at last week. Because you were so good at last week. I guess the two that were lies Okay. <laughs> that were real crimes, and the lie I didn't get it all. Before we begin, a quick recap of what this game is. This is True Crimes and a Lie. I am going to read a summary or synopsis of two true crimes and one crime novel, and it will be Heather's job to see if she can figure out which one is the lie, Ooh, is the novel. Also, this should go without saying, but uh, spoiler alert for not only a crime story, but also also potentially for other pop culture things that might be referenced in this section, I am literally about to share the synopsis of a crime novel. So if you're worried about spoilers, <laughs> sorry! Well, or if you've already read it, then you, you're going to win today. Yeah, so feel free to play along at home. Please play along because I'm not very good at it. All right, so once again, I'm going to read all three of these synopses. Um, well, sort of read. I've taken notes on them. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go through all three of these synopses, and then it's your job to try to guess. This is what it's like to do a true crime podcast. Which is which. Do all these notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the first one. Okay. Uh, this one happened back in the 30s. That's actually an important part of the story. Okay. 1930s. Um, uh, a man was killed in what appeared to be a drunk driving car wreck. There were two other people involved, the man's wife and one of her co-workers. They were both injured. Um, now, looking into the dead man's history, investigators noticed that he had recently suffered an injury that raised a few red flags. The man's wife and co-worker were charged with the murder. Oh. The woman, Cora, ended up confessing in hopes of getting a plea deal. And here's what she said. She had met the other man, her co-worker, Frank, on his first day of work, and they became involved. Since divorce was not really an option, that's the important part, this is the 30s. This is the 30s. Since divorce wasn't really an option and the woman, Cora, was unhappy, Frank agreed to help her kill her husband. Cool. The yeah. first plan was to try to stage him slipping, hitting his head, and drowning in the bathtub. Okay. which is where the man's previous injury came from, that the, the investigators went, wait a second, this is weird. But they screwed him? up. Oh, no. They managed to hurt him, but through a series of weird coincidences, essentially, he, he didn't end up drowning, so he just thought he fell down and hurt himself. Oh. <laughs> Several days later, after the failed first murder attempt, they decide to stage a drunk driving accident, which might have been the inspiration for that scene in Death Becomes Her. Um... <laughs> 
but Frank was also injured m- more than he planned on being. He he didn't think he was going to get like stuck in the car and hurt himself. Okay. Um, however, through a series of sort of uh, lawyer tricks and back channeling that included playing up the innocent woman card, which I have to assume was probably an influence for the musical Chicago. Um, <laughs> the the state granted Cora a plea agreement under which she was given a suspended sentence and no jail time. In fact, she got to go back to working at the job where she met Frank. Oh, damn. That's story number one. Okay. Story number two. A New York man uh, had been sentenced to um, two felonies. He he had pleaded guilty. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was going to be sentenced for two felonies. Okay. Uh, a representative from his attorney's office notified the court that the defendant had died and requested the pending sentences be dismissed. So the guy who had been convicted and pled guilty, his lawyer came in and said, yeah, he's dead. Please dismiss the charges. Wait. He's, he's dead. He died. So he, he can't died. serve his sentence. Right. Um, So the attorney uh, came into the district attorney's office with a New Jersey death certificate about a week later, which declared that the man, uh, whose name was Berger, I think that's his last name, uh, had died of suicide by suffocation. Uh, He said that uh, Berger's fiance had brought in the death certificate. The district attorney's office, however, noticed something weird. The font type and size appeared to be different than standard death certificates. What's more, there was a glaring typo. Oh, no. And authorities <laughs> grew, grew more suspicious when they noticed that. The word registry had been misspelled as registry. <laughs> Um, the the That's statement I would do. the statement from the DA said something along the lines of submitting fake documents to prosecutors is always a bad idea and while Berger probably would have been caught anyway failure to use spell check made the alleged fraud especially glaring. Wow. Uh, after calling to verify the certificate, investigators confirmed that it was a fake. The man was tracked down. The forgery was confirmed. His lawyer dropped the case, and a third felony was added to his charges. Whoopsie. Um, I suppose this could also be considered an inspiration for a lot of stories, including, or possibly taking inspiration from a lot of stories, yeah. including, like, Sherlock Holmes fakes his own death. Yeah. Uh, Juliet fakes Face his own death, her own death. Um, yeah. I think a fake death is, like, the pivotal plot point of the movie Gone Girl, too. I've never seen that. I think I've only ever seen previews and read synopses, oh. but I'm pretty sure that's a pivotal thing that okay. happens. Well, good. So anyway, good. Uh, that's, check out that movie. That's story number two. Uh, All right. Story okay. number three. A man told the police that his sister claims to have buried her one-year-old daughter in a park near her home in Nashville. Oh, no. This upset him for the obvious reasons, but also because he pointed out that he had never met the one-year-old child, he was unaware that his sister was a mother, or that she had ever even been pregnant. Okay. So the next day, uh, the woman, whose name was Glenna, confirmed the story with police. She told them her ex-boyfriend had shot the baby, Ah! and she had buried her one-year-old daughter in a shallow grave in the neighborhood park. 
uh, and she said she was there when it had happened. She then led the detectives to the part of the park where her daughter was supposed to be buried, but forensic investigators and dogs were unable to find any human remains in the park. The woman was arrested and charged with giving a false report to the police. She ended up confessing. She had not been pregnant. There was no baby. She invented the whole thing. The cops couldn't figure out why she had told this particular lie. Usually fake pregnancies are used as either a way to make money or of like ensnaring the the boyfriend or fiance into something. Uh, Clearly this was not the case here. There was no money to be made. And when you accuse the boyfriend of murdering like a the non-existent a non-existent baby, baby that's not a great way to to um, trap a man. No. Um, medical experts believed that it could have been some sort of attention-seeking behavior, either linked to a mental disorder or to substance abuse. That sounds um, like some meth right she, there. She did have a lengthy history of legal trouble, including being accused of domestic abuse and once threatening to murder a police officer and attack his family. Okay. Uh, eventually, she did confess to having made up the child, but the legal question of how to deal with someone who was clearly unstable, either because of drug use or a medical condition, remains unanswered. So that okay, so okay. So those so, are those are the three stories. Okay, so those are the three stories. I think the theme is deception, lies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yay! Look what I did. I got one part right. Okay. <laughs> um, because it immediately took me to a story, and I know it's not this story, but it like for some reason the like everything about it reminded me of it. I'm gonna go with A, is the lie. Okay. Because it made me think of Great Gatsby. Just because it's the 30s. <laughs> okay. And they're in a car, and there's that famous scene where they're in the car, and like, you know, all that crazy shit. All and right. And she's after this guy while she's with this guy, and I don't know. So I'm going to go with A, because that was my first instinct, because it took me to an actual story. Okay. That's it. That's my answer. Final answer. <laughs> That's a, final, my final answer. answer. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, option A is the plot to The Postman Always Rings Twice by James M. Kane. I won? You won. <laughs> <laughs> Think of uh, Gatsby, like yeah. like the '30s, and like the making him fall down the bathtub made me think of Downton Abbey, <laughs> when when uh, Mrs. Bitch made like <laughs> makes that makes her mistress fall down because she's pregnant. I'm like that's fucked up, but uh, and then like Matthew in Downton Abbey dies in a car accident, so yeah, it took me back to like that era, and I was like, ooh, ooh, okay, and I'm pretty sure I've heard. The third story about the lady burying a the, like, the non-existent third, baby. The second and third stories are actually both in the last year. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I think maybe I... I don't know if I've heard that story, because there's a lot of, like, kooky things that happen yeah. like that. Um, and the middle story is insane. <laughs> He's just like, oh, uh, yeah, I died. And I'm like... <laughs> yep. I mean, that does sound like the plot to many, many, many stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listeners, if you have um, crime stories, either true crime stories and or, and even more so, fictional crime stories that you want to write a paragraph or two to summarize and have us read that on this game show, I'm sure Ken would appreciate that. Absolutely. And eventually I'm going to probably try some of these. So 
if you want to fictionalize a fiction, <laughs> if you want to non-fictionalize a fictional uh, crime story, uh, send that in to 5050artsproduction at gmail.com, 5050artsproduction at gmail.com, or to our website, www.campfireclassicspodcast.com. Uh, send those, and we will mention you, and we'll be incredibly appreciative. Yeah. If you send us an email, this this would be great. If you send us an email, 5050artsproduction at gmail.com, with the heading, uh, True Crimes and a Lie. I will um, read it. If if uh, yeah, so that's that's the subject. And go ahead and if you want, you can put together a a two crimes and a lie, and I will play your game right here. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. But if you just have either crime ideas or novel ideas that we could use as well, I'll I'll be happy yeah. to throw that together. Send them over and have fun with it. That was fun. I love this game. <laughs> All right, this has been True Crimes and a Lie, where I read true crimes and a lie. <laughs> Where we try and pick up listeners by reading true crimes. <laughs> this, this has been True Crimes and a Lie, where we try to snake listeners from true crime podcasts. Boom. I don't, I don't know if our game show within a podcast needs a tagline. I don't know if it does. If uh, you think of one, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> true Crimes and a Lie. Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. Is that Bobby's world? <laughs> do, 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 yeah, I just started singing the Bobby's little theme song. Don't sing more than ten seconds. <laughs> um, I think that's it. Yeah, uh, play us out, Eric, the orchestra leader. Boom, boom. <laughs>